Welcome to Sunrise, your weekday podcast bringing you a fresh squeeze into Florida's news, politics, and culture. I'm your host, Tramel Gomes, reporting from the Florida Capitol, as one lawmaker and media organizations go head-to-head with the DeSantis administration in a lawsuit over COVID-19 data. The state, for some reason, really does not want the former Surgeon General to testify. And the mayor of a small South Florida city abruptly resigns, blaming ongoing corruption. Accept this as my resignation on a position mayor in the city of Opelika. Today's Sunrise interview is with Democratic State Representative Carlos Guillermo Smith, whose public records request to the Florida Department of Health for daily local COVID-19 data was denied and is now the subject of an ongoing lawsuit against the state. We've got all that, including other top stories trending around the state and capital. Plus, we have your calendar of political events and so much more. But first, a word from our sponsor. You're listening to the Sunrise Podcast. From Florida Politics. The following is a paid political advertisement paid for by Florida Education Champions. Everyone loves a win-win, and if you're a fan of sports betting, you can win-win too. Billions of dollars for education, legal sports betting for you. We're Florida Education Champions and our petition brings competition and choice to legal sports betting in Florida and gives all the tax revenue to public education. That's a win for you and our kids. Be a champion today. Learn more and request your petition at FloridaEducationChampions.com. And now the top stories on Sunrise for Friday, November 12th. Today is National French Dip Day. Yes, warm up some au jus and celebrate dipping that sandwich for National French Dip Day. Today is also World Pneumonia Day. On this day in 1987, the American Medical Association issued a policy statement saying it was unethical for a doctor to refuse to treat someone solely because that person had AIDS or was HIV positive. The mayor of a small South Florida city abruptly resigned from office during a commission meeting saying he would not be a figurehead for corruption. Accept this as my resignation on a position mayor in the city of Opelika. 35-year-old Matthew Pygott stood up after the commission's public comment period on Wednesday night and announced his resignation in a prepared speech. It was not on the agenda for the meeting. Pygott pledged transparency and reform when he was elected to a commission seat in 2016, in the midst of a FBI corruption probe. He made a similar promise in 2018 when he was elected mayor. I naively thought that a system that is broken could be fixed from Pygott made references to continuing city hall corruption, though he did not mention any specifics. He said he believed the city had made some steps in the right direction, including submitting overdue financial audits and a five-year recovery plan to the state. But he said things are so bad he became concerned for his own safety. During my time here, I withstood threats on my life, my family, the loss of my job, character assassinations, and political intrigue more scandalous than a show scandal. 
The Miami Herald reported that Pygott had repeatedly had disagreements with city manager John Pate, who was hired in 2019. They had accused each other of misconduct and abuse of power. Vice Mayor Veronica Williams, who was elected last year, will replace Pygott as mayor until the term ends next November. Opalaka is in Miami-Dade County. The last three school districts in Florida that required at least some students to wear masks are dropping their mandate for student facial coverings. Starting today, grade school students in Miami-Dade schools can opt out of wearing a mask if they have their parents' permission. In neighboring Broward County, all students can go without masks starting the week after next. In Alachua County, home of the University of Florida, masks will be optional provided parents have given their consent starting in early January. January, when students return from winter break, according to the Gainesville Sun. Now let's switch to our Sunrise interview. In 2020, a large majority of state legislatures called special sessions to deal with COVID-19. Florida was among a handful of states that didn't. As he continues to be today, Governor Ron DeSantis was front and center and became the chief spokesperson for pandemic response. Think about it. During hurricanes, the play-by-play for disaster response usually comes from the emergency management director. Yes, the governor gives the overview and broad scope of what people should do, but the details always comes from the expert. Faced with a global health pandemic, you'd expect to hear from Florida's chief medical expert. Dr. Scott Rifkes, Florida's former Surgeon General, should have been a household name similar to Fauci. Here he is at a limited appearance providing an update. We should all consider wearing a mask in public in the event that some of us are asymptomatic spreaders. Certainly do not work when we are sick. And again, for the elderly, these individuals need to avoid going out in public and certainly avoid contact with individuals who are ill. Until we get a vaccine, which is a while off, this is going to be our new normal and we need to adapt and protect ourselves. Thank you. Most of that information runs counter to Governor DeSantis's talking points. DeSantis positioned himself as the de facto expert, relaying what he's gathered from his sources and passing it down with his personal opinions. In June, the state announced it was discontinuing daily reporting of COVID-19 data, apparently because cases were falling and vaccinations were rising. But Democratic State Representative Carlos Guillermo Smith claims that decision kept Floridians in the dark about the dangers of COVID-19 and handicapped local governments and school districts from making their own decisions based on caseloads in their community. He has filed suit and is calling on the former Surgeon General to explain why the state stopped sharing the daily data. The reason we need to depose Dr. Rifkes is because the Department of Health has interpreted an agency rule to say that the Surgeon General uh, is the sole decider on what is a COVID-19 public health record and what is not, which is why we need him to testify under oath to tell us why they ended daily dashboard reporting so that the judge can determine whether that was uh, lawful or it was against our constitutional uh, right uh, to freedom of information. The state, for some reason, really does not want the former Surgeon General to testify. Now, when I say Dr. Scott Rifkes, most people have no idea who Dr. Rifkes is, and I don't blame them. He was appointed by Governor DeSantis to be our state's 
Surgeon General, the top medical official in a state of 21 million people before the pandemic hit. After the pandemic hit, we saw him very rarely in public. In fact, he famously told the truth at an April 2020 press conference with the governor that Floridians would probably have to wear masks for over a year to protect themselves from the virus. So as long as we're going to have COVID in the environment, and this is a tough virus, we're going to have to practice these measures so that we are all protected. And he was physically removed by the government, by the governor's team uh, from that press conference. And we never heard from him again. He basically entered the witness protection program uh, and was kept in a basement somewhere in Tallahassee because Governor DeSantis didn't want his top medical official actually telling Floridians the truth about the threat of COVID-19. So there's a reason why the public is not familiar with who Dr. Rifkes is. Now they're very familiar with who Dr. Joseph Ladapo is because he's made headlines for all the wrong reasons. Uh, he had his medical license in Florida fast-tracked in two days. Uh, there's questions about his claims that he actually helped COVID-19 patients, which his colleagues at UCLA say never happened. And also, he's an anti-science, anti-mask uh, vaccine skeptic who's continued to push misinformation about COVID-19 out into the public. We don't know all there is to know about yet, no matter what people on TV tell you. It's not true. We're going to learn more about the safety of these vaccines. While also disrespecting uh, a state senator, Tina Polsky, when he refused to wear a mask in front of her, even while knowing that she had a serious medical condition, which we know is breast cancer. Um, so, I mean, this is just upside down what's happening in our state right now. Even prior with Dr. Rifkes, prior to the pandemic, getting him to speak on the record has been difficult. And I've experienced that in one time when I was trying to interview him and he literally ran off in the other direction. So now that you need this important information as to why the state stopped publishing this data, the state doesn't want you to actually go to the source, go to Dr. Rifkes himself to give that reasoning. What's the next step and what's the likely outcome? How do you get the state to comply? Well, the judge has ordered the State Department of Health to provide what they call a corporate representative that can speak on behalf of the DOH to answer our questions under oath and be deposed and provide uh, the answers to our questions about why uh, the daily reporting of COVID public health information ended so abruptly in early June. Uh, it's been over a week and the State Department of Health has not provided a corporate representative. And the reason why I suspect is because there is no one that can speak as to why the Surgeon General decided to end the daily reporting of COVID-19 data, except for the Surgeon General. We have the former Surgeon General. We have already deposed the Chief of Staff, Cassandra Paisley, uh, in the State Department of Health. And she told us in so many words in her sworn deposition that while she collaborated with the Surgeon General on the decision to end daily COVID-19 reporting, if we wanted to know why 
the decision was made, we had to speak with him, which is why uh, we sent him a subpoena and are demanding that he testify under oath. Really what the state is doing is they are stalling. Uh, if they don't come up with this corporate representative, we're going to have to make a, a motion in court uh, to compel them to either put up or shut up. Give us the corporate representative or let us depose Dr. Rifkes because they are uh, wasting precious time. We're going to trial on December 1st and December 2nd. My attorneys who have taken this case pro bono because they are committed to uh, defending the constitutional right of Floridians to access public records, which is what this is. Uh, they need time for discovery. They need time to uh, interview the witness, the witness being the former Surgeon General, Dr. Rifkes, uh, and we need the state to stop its desperate attempts to stop him from testifying. Why did you take this case on and what are you hoping to get out of this? Say that you are successful in getting the former Surgeon General, Dr. Rifkes, to testify, which would be a really big deal. Why did you take this case on and, and what are you hoping the outcome would be? Well, we took on this case because Floridians have a constitutional right to freedom of information. The DeSantis administration has uh, consistently refused to release COVID-19 public health records, which isn't just bad politics, it's against the law. And that's why we've sued them. And the reality is, is that here in Florida, the DeSantis administration has continuously asserted that only individuals, not government bureaucrats, can make the decisions that are best for themselves or their families to protect themselves from COVID-19. If that is the position that they have taken, then they need to release the information to help those individuals make informed decisions. That's how all of this started. It started in the summer when I was approached by a local school board member in Orange County as they were preparing to reopen schools for students. And she asked me, she said, Carlos, we don't have access to what the local positivity rate is in uh, Orange County for COVID-19 in children. The state won't even tell us how many children are currently hospitalized in Orange County with COVID-19. We need this information in order to decide what is the school masking policy going to be? What are other mitigation strategies going to be in our public schools to protect our kids and our teachers? So that is why I filed the records request to obtain the information, which was unlawfully denied to me and my constituents. And now the importance of this case has caught the attention of the national media. That is why uh, the court approved a motion by members of the news media, which includes the Associated Press, the Washington Post, the New York Times, and nearly every major newspaper in Florida who are now interveners in this case in support of our lawsuit, because they understand that the ramifications of the outcome of this public records lawsuit are huge. Uh, it means that if the state uh, is able to continue uh, asserting that only it can decide what is a COVID-19 public record and what is not, they will be able to withhold this crucial public health data now and forever in the future, which certainly uh, does not help us fight the disease when we don't have information about the virus 
or future viruses for that matter, which is why this is so important. And to answer your question about what we are seeking, we're not just seeking to get the records we originally asked for, which frankly are now, it's now expired data. I asked for public records related to COVID-19 for a time period back in July, which is no longer relevant. What we're looking for is we're looking for injunctive relief from the judge to force the state to comply with all similar future requests for public records related to COVID-19 or otherwise be punished by the court. They need to respond to these public records requests in a timely manner or face consequences because what they're doing is against the law and it violates the Constitution. All right. Well, Representative Carlos Guillermo Smith, thank you so much for taking this time to speak with me. I know you have court in December, December 1st and 2nd, and I look forward and I'll be monitoring and hope to have you back to find out what the outcome of that will be. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Here's your calendar of events. Congressman Charlie Chris, also Democratic candidate for governor, will join a group of Miami-Dade leaders for a press conference announcing their endorsement of his candidacy. That's at 11. The Florida State University Board of Trustees will meet at the same time. On Saturday, Democratic Representative Geraldine Thompson will hold a free paper shredding event in Orlando. On Veterans Day yesterday, Governor Ron DeSantis issued a video release thanking those who serve. Florida's home to roughly 1.5 million veterans. I encourage everyone to reflect upon the bravery and sacrifice of those soldiers, sailors, airmen, and Marines who've worn the cloth of our nation over the years. It's because of them that each of us can enjoy safety and freedom. Finally, as you jumpstart your day, thanks for tuning in for today's Sunrise. I'm Tramel Gomes, inviting you to always tune in for a fresh squeeze into Florida's news, politics, and culture.